Hello and welcome to the Social Media Magic Podcast, the perfect podcast for TPT sellers, teacherpreneurs, and teacher business owners who consider themselves to be introverts. Each episode shares all kinds of ideas, tips, tactics, and strategies to help you make more sales and grow your community on social media. Without further ado, let's get on to today's episode. Hello and welcome or welcome back to the Social Media Magic Podcast. My name is Brittany Verlinich. I'm a content strategist, social media manager, total marketing nerd, and today I am going to get up on my soapbox a little bit and persuade you why I really think you do need to be on social media in 2024 and beyond. I used to have the position that you really didn't need to, it was optional, as long as you have some kind of long form content and an email list, you're good but I really think those days are long gone. I'm going to explain why in this episode. I want you to stick around though to the whole episode and really hear me out because I know there are a lot of people in my audience who are wondering, can I really get by without social media? And on one hand, technically, yes, you could, but do I think that's easiest or do I think that's best? No and no. I'm hoping that I'll convince you that that's true by the end of this episode, so stick around. Okay, let's get right into it. So the first is probably the most evident in our space and that's demo videos. When we think of the craze of video previews on Teachers Pay Teachers, and when we think about what those videos have done for customers and for our business, they really allowed for digital products to come alive. Now, if you have printable activities, then yeah, they are physical products in a sense that you can print them out, you can touch them, you can cut them, you can use them, and you can demonstrate them. And we definitely should be doing that. You have so many opportunities to use short form video to demonstrate use of your products because one big reason people don't buy is because they think either it doesn't work in general or I can't make it work. They make it about themselves. They need to see that it's easy enough for them to do it. So not just that it's not a scam, right? Because that's always a question to answer too. That's a possible objection someone might have, but even if it is good, can I use it? Is this gonna be too hard? Is it going to take too long? Does it require supplies that I don't have in my classroom? These are really practical objections or questions that teachers might have. And the more that you can use your social media content or any content really to demonstrate the product in use, the better. And in the greater product world, we'd call this like a demo video. And that's exactly what it is. We are demonstrating the use of the product. There are so many people who do an excellent job at this. You probably follow a couple of teacher grammars, maybe even influencer types who show a product in use in the classroom. They talk about a problem that their students or that they were experiencing, and then they show the classroom and how they're using it. They show kids using it, or they show themselves using it. They show mock-ups, they do stop motion. There's so much creativity that can happen as far as the how, but the idea is you're reaching people where they are on social media and you're showing them that what you have is going to solve a problem and that they can do it. When we're creating content, we are not the heroes of our stories, right? We're the guides. These people who are buying our products, these people who are signing up for our services, they are the true heroes. We're just equipping them and training them up to be the heroes that they're meant to be. So demo videos is already one big reason. And it doesn't just have to be video. This could also be in images. This could also be in stills. It could be in your stories and not technical quote unquote posts. But video is definitely a trend that's not going anywhere. There were people, marketers that were saying in 2015 that they were predicting that the internet would become video first. And we've seen that definitely in the past few years with the rise of TikTok, with the advent of Instagram Reels. And I do think it's shifting a little bit. I have seen certain platforms like Instagram, for example, over this past year, they've stopped prioritizing reels as much and going to carousel posts and some photo posts. 
Now that doesn't mean that you should stop creating reels or that they're not worth your time. I definitely don't agree for the reason I just shared, but that means that there's just more ways that you can reach people. Related to that is social proof. When people are looking into a business, one of the first things they do is they go and search for the business on Google, or we're seeing a lot of stats show that if they're 26 or younger, which we do have teachers in Gen Z now, a lot of times it's easy for millennials, Gen Xers, or boomers to think, and you know, I'm included in that, we think of Gen Z and we think of kids. The years are passing by so fast for us that we don't think about the fact that someone who is 15, 10 years ago, they're 25, they are a tax-paying adult, they have a career, and I might even have some Gen Z teachers listening to this podcast. Now, I'm not saying this is for everybody. I'm just talking about greater meta trends here. But there's a lot of data to show that people who are 26 and younger are using TikTok and Instagram to search now. They're not using Google as their primary or sole search engine. We have to think about that. When I was growing up and going through college, like when I was a young adult, Pinterest was really hot and it still is in some niches and sectors. And there are definitely many TPT sellers who are utilizing Pinterest for their marketing strategy and for traffic, which is great. But you're missing out on all of the searches on TikTok and Instagram. And there's just, there's so much opportunity there. And not just for the demonstration of the actual videos, but for what else you can share to show that you're a legitimate business. You can use reviews that people leave on your TPT products. You can use testimonials that people share with you, either via email, screenshots of messages on social media, right? Like message screenshots work really well. They look a little quote unquote messy, but because of that, they look more authentic and people are more likely to believe that those are real reviews, which they are. You can use video testimonials, audio testimonials. You can ask people for testimonials. That's especially important if you're a service provider. But honestly, for anything, a lot of times we get into the mindset of thinking, oh, if I have a product for $3, I'm not asking for $300 and I'm not asking for $3,000. So it's not really as important for me to put reviews or testimonials. But I'd say you're wrong, right? Because that same $3 product can bring you $300, $3,000 or $30,000 over time. And we really need to start treating it like we're asking for more money because people are savvier shoppers. They have more options. The market is more competitive. So we really do have to think about how we're presenting ourselves and our brand in a professional way. And that means showing testimonials and showing reviews. So if you can, it might not be a bad idea to reach out to any customers that you've maybe befriended over the period of your seller journey and ask them, would they be willing to give you a video testimonial? Even though you can't technically, actually, I guess you could use it on TPT. You could include that as part of your video preview. And I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that. So if you're willing to do what other people aren't doing right there, that's a winning tip for you. But that's definitely something you can use on social media. And in fact, on Instagram specifically, you could share it to your stories, save it as a highlight, And then when people come and snoop on your profile, you can just set up a little mini funnel right there on your Instagram profile. So yeah, reviews, testimonials, and also use cases. We'll get into user-generated content in a few minutes, but anytime someone uses a product in their classroom, or if they're a seller, they use the product on a product or whatever it is, and they tag you, or they share in a group something that they really loved, that is social proof for you. That shows that other people have used the product, that they like it, that they're getting results with it. Especially if they're tagging you, that is all great content that we wanna share. And if we're not on social media, then we're missing the opportunity to see that and to share it. Okay, this is one I don't see sellers use enough and there's so much opportunity there. And this is creating teasers and preview content. By the way, social media should be a two-way conversation, right? And we'll get to that in a second, but it's a great tool for market research and communicating directly with your customer in a way that TPT currently doesn't allow. So when you do that, when you ask them, what do you wanna see next? And then you hear them and you create a product you know that they've been wanting, and then they get to see you creating it. So maybe you share little video clips of you 
working or you do a time-lapse B-roll of a product that's coming soon and you have them kind of wait list for it, which you can set up a wait list pretty easily. You can just go into an app like Lead Pages, set up an opt-in form and have a wait list for a certain product that's going to be listed on TPT. And then when the product is ready, you can email everybody on that wait list, send them the link to that. You could even use a UTM code if you have a TPT seller premium membership so you can track it or something like Bitly to track the success and see how it goes. There's so much you can do with social media that you can't do anywhere else. Anyway, that's just one way to use it. You can also just share one story a day and just talking about a product line you're working on. You could use it as a type of journaling and a sort of accountability as a way to really communicate and connect with the people who would be your customers or who are your customers. Another way to use Instagram specifically is if you use the close friends feature on your stories, you can actually have content that's specifically and exclusively only for the people on that close friends list. And these could be past customers. So say, you don't like the idea of having a private Facebook group, but you can use the Instagram close friends feature. That's a great alternative, especially if you feel like stories are really easy for you to create and share. This one is probably the most evident one, and I think it's probably the most talked about in the TPT seller teacherpreneur space, but it's worth mentioning, and that's creating educational, valuable content. This could be tutorials for different tech you use. It could be demonstrating a technique, so not technically demonstrating your product, but how you do a particular thing and then using your product in the video for the technique. So let me just give you an example of this. If you are teaching your kids about math fact fluency, I have a TikTok where I show about this and in the video, I actually featured another person's product, but I wasn't really creating the video to sell the product. I was creating the video to show about a technique of how I do math fact review. And in the video, that person's product happens to be in there, okay? So that's something that you could use on the other end for user-generated content. If you know of any teacher influencers, you could pay them and they could create content like that for you and feature your product so that way they're entertaining, they're showing something educational, and then your product is featured as part of that solution. Because a lot of times I think we show our product as a solution, but really we're showing our technique, our framework, whatever it is that we have mastered, we're sharing that as a solution. Our product helps them get to that solution faster. And I think that shift alone is gonna help you make way more sales. It'll really help you with your copywriting especially. But think about that. If you haven't already thought about your niche or what you're really trying to accomplish or help teachers accomplish, with your products in your TPT store, what is that? Are you helping history come alive for them? Are you focusing on classroom transformations? Are you doing guided reading novel studies? What is it that you have mastered or that you've done really well that other teachers ask you about? That's just going back to the basics of your niche and who your customer is, which I can just say, I totally feel you if that's frustrating because I'm sure you've heard that so many times, but it really is important. And you know, what's funny is like when you get up into these higher ticket masterminds, they're just working on the same questions. Who is your customer? What is the problem you're solving? How does your product or service help them do it? So I'll just save you the thousands of dollars and just tell you if you can figure out the answers to those three questions, you'll be way ahead of the game when it comes to marketing. Okay, this is platform specific, but any platform that allows for any kind of live interaction, so obviously Instagram lives, Facebook lives, Facebook group lives, TikTok lives, what an incredible opportunity that these platforms, if you go live, they'll just show your live stream to other people for free. I don't know if that's gonna be something that's around for us forever. Social media is honestly relatively new. So that's definitely something I would recommend taking advantage of. And especially if you don't already have some kind of long form weekly content, 
that is something really easy that you could start and you can just literally hit record. You don't have to be dressed up. It can be really casual and you can just teach and answer questions. You could even have a list. You could use something like ChatGPT to help you come up with a list of frequently answered questions about your specific technique or framework or niche. And you can just start rattling off on each one on each live. And then as people join, as people see that you have something interesting to share and say, they'll start joining you. And it might take a few times. You might be talking to an empty room, so to speak, but eventually people will come and people will see that you're an authority and they'll start asking you questions. And the really great thing about that is with the weekly live show is then you can repurpose that content. So then you can turn that into a YouTube channel, into a podcast, into blog posts. So it's just starting with whatever's easiest. If it's easier for you to start with a a YouTube video every week and then repurpose that up into other clips and short form video, that's great. Start there. But if this is easier, and honestly, that's what I did for the first two years with my travel brand, then do that. Do whatever is easiest and figure out which features of whatever platforms you're using on social media to make it work for you. You don't have to be doing exactly what everybody else does, but you do need to make sure that you have something for each step in the funnel. So for example, if you are just going live on Instagram, but you're not doing anything else, that might be okay if you have another way for people to find you, okay? So maybe people are finding you on YouTube and your call to action on YouTube is primarily to have them go find you on Instagram. Although YouTube doesn't even like you doing that. They don't even like you sending people to an email list. Usually they want you to just recommend another YouTube video. We, we know how it is. The platforms want people to stay there. If you have Instagram as a nurturing tool, then yeah, maybe you can just go live, but you have to decide what's gonna work for you and what's feasible and also what season are you in. If you need help having that at a bird's eye view, by the way, I'm really good at making this simple for people. We can do a one-on-one strategy session and the info on that is always in the episode description for the podcast episode. So if you go in your app and find that, you'll see my link or you can send me a DM over on Instagram at Brittany Verlenich and all that link is in there too. If you can't spell it out, it's all good. And just ask me about a one-on-one session. They're really affordable but anything interactive, live streams, or even just on your stories, utilizing the stickers so that you can get more interaction. So like, for example, using the question sticker and having them respond to you. And then when they respond, you respond to them via the DMs. Okay, your messages. DM stands for direct messages. So it's just thinking about what platform are you going to use and then making sure that each feature you're using meets a different step in the funnel. And that if you're not using that platform in that step of your marketing funnel or your overall customer journey, then you have something else in its place. For example, a podcast, not a great way to get discovered your own podcast. You can get discovered, but for most people that on its own won't do it. And so if you have a podcast, that's your nurturing platform. And then you might do guesting on other people's podcasts to have them discover you in your podcast, or maybe you go speak at a summit and then have them come listen to your podcast afterwards. You see what I mean? So each thing we're doing, we want to be really intentional and we want to have a simple pathway for them to follow because not everybody is going to be ready to buy right away, especially on social media. And honestly, even on the marketplace like TPT. So all steps we can consider. Okay, another reason for you to be on social media if you're not convinced yet is the fact that you can basically run like mini webinars. And this is a sub-segment of the live stream there. It is really hard to get people to come on webinars, okay? If you look at all the stats, you're lucky if you can get 20% of the people who register, maybe even 10% now, to come. That's people who registered, okay? So that means, let's actually do some math real quick. A thousand people register for your webinar, right? So out of that 1,000 people, let's say only 10% show up, that's 100 people. And let's say out of that 100 people, only 2% buy. That means two people buy of a thousand registrants. And obviously you have like replays and things like that, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of tech. It can be very expensive. I'm sure you all know how fast all the subscriptions can add up, right? 
it's like, why are we making people jump through so many hoops? I know that a lot of marketers will say, and I'm sure I probably said this at some point too, it's good to have people opt in so that you have people on your email list. And that's great for sure. But we also don't want to put too many hindrances on people discovering who you are and what your genius is. If they're already on Instagram and you're going live on Instagram, why not just do the webinar there? It's so weird that we have this idea of, okay, a webinar can only be done on Demio and Zoom and that a live can only be fluffy, fun stuff. Not at all. I'm going back to a lot of stuff I did in 2018 because I'm finding it's working and I'm just trying it out and thinking like, how can I help my audience the absolute most and how can I serve them in that way? And I really do feel like it comes back around every time I do that, getting things really simple, figuring out how I want to show up. And I want to challenge you to do the same thing. Like how can you make social media work for you, your personality? And before you say I'm an introvert, hey, you're recording this probably by yourself, right? You don't have to go out and do any big sales calls or presentations in front of hundreds of thousands of people. Social media is perfect for introverts. And by the way, introverted doesn't mean that you can't act. It doesn't mean you can't perform. It doesn't mean you can't be silly or fun. You definitely can. Another reason to be on social media is the opportunity for collaboration. Oh my goodness. I can't even begin to tell you all of the amazing people I have found and have had the opportunity to work with that have helped my career, that I've been able to help their career, that I've found friendships through social media, Facebook groups, being in specific masterminds, having mutual friends on Instagram. There's so many different ways people can find you or even think about like podcast opportunities. So now that I've had my podcast for a couple of years and that I've been inviting people on my show and that I've been collaborating with other people. Now I have people searching me out, which is really cool. I wish it was more. <laughs> There's still some podcasts I'd really love to get on, but I'm just so grateful. Every time someone messages me and says they love the show or that they'd like to have me on theirs, I really treasure and honor that because I know sharing your platform is a really big deal. You can also collaborate with the influencers. If you find yourself saying, oh, this stuff is just too hard. I can't do it. I'm going to challenge you and say, yeah, it's hard, but you can do it. And it gets less hard the more you do. It. But maybe you just decide, you know what, I'm just going to work with people who have already figured this out. You can totally do that. You can work with the influencer types. You can work with people who are really great content creators. Have them do it for you. Pay them to create really amazing videos that feature your products, to create entertaining skits that have your products somewhere in there strategically so where it's selling but not really selling. Use the apps they have, like Minichat, for example. I'm going to be talking more about that in the coming months because I have some really exciting things I've been working on for that. I can't wait to show you all. But say like you have over a thousand followers and so you can't get free Minichat and you're scared to pay for it because you're like, I don't even know how I'm going to use it. A content creator, she has over 20 or 30 or 60 or however many thousand followers. She has Minichat already set up. She has everything ready for you to just pay her and she set it up. It's almost like having a VA except for you're getting in front of her audience and or they're just creating the content for you. And I don't really see people doing it. If you can think of three people in your niche, they'll probably come to your mind pretty quickly. People who maybe you follow on Instagram or that you've seen around and you really appreciate their work, seller or not, reach out to them and see. They might already have a rate card on their website or on the link to their profile that shows how much they charge. Or it might be a conversation where you both get on a Zoom chat and figure out what would be a fair rate. And like, depending on what you need, maybe they'll do something custom. By the way, I know quite a few influencers too in the teacher space. So if you want a connection, my Facebook group would be a great place to go for that. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash audience and authority. That link is in the episode description as well. Happy to introduce you both. Related to that is UGC campaigns. Having the influencers and content creators create content for you is great, but even better than that, user-generated content. A lot of times it can be unbelievable to listen to an influencer, that's just the truth, but seeing another teacher who looks or feels like them or sounds like them is sometimes more believable. And so seeing teachers use it in their classroom and having 
a way to share that content to your stories. One, it helps you create content so you're not having to come up with ideas for everything yourself. And two, it also shows that proof, right? That someone else is using, they're buying, they're loving what they're getting, and it just makes you a little more trustworthy as a creator and a brand. This is something that you could do even if you don't have much of a social media presence. How can you create some kind of giveaway or contest or what could you do with your followers so that you can have them create content for you and reward that. There are some people who have a private special Facebook group for their brand ambassadors and they make it like a little mini membership. They will give them free products every month. Like you really can choose what you want to do, but it doesn't even have to be monetary. If you don't have many products yet, you can maybe give them a $25 gift card to TPT or Amazon, whatever you feel like is going to be fair. It comes down to knowing your audience, right? Maybe they appreciate a gift card to Target or Starbucks. It just depends. Do a little bit of thinking. Maybe talk with your audience and think, how can I encourage my followers, my customers to create content for me using my products? Another one, I talked about this in a previous episode a few episodes ago. I honestly can't remember my episode list, but I created an episode recently that talked about the different algorithm updates with Google lately, and social media is going to become a lot more important. It already has in helping Google determine whether or not your website is an active brand, because a lot of content and niche sites have taken a hit when it comes to traffic. And obviously traffic is very important to us as online shop owners, as people with uh, stores on marketplaces like TPT and Etsy. So if that's a main traffic driver for you, your website, you really should have at least one active social media platform connected to your website, maybe via your theme if you're on WordPress, so people can see that you have an active social media presence. People typically use Instagram and Facebook for this, which totally makes sense because if you have your Facebook business page connected to your Instagram business account, then you can post on Instagram and it'll automatically post to Facebook and then you'll have both of those things automatically post to your website if it's all connected. There are so many different plugins for this if you are using WordPress. I think the one I use is Smash Balloon, if I'm not mistaken. And that one, I use a free version and that's totally fine for what I need. So maybe just go and have a look in your WordPress admin dashboard and just see what theme you're using. If you are using that, what platforms. If you are using a platform like Squarespace or Blogger, I'm sure they have something similar where you can integrate that. But if nothing else, just having buttons on your website showing that you have an active social media presence and that the links are good and not broken. So definitely go check your links. Google makes notes of all of those things for ranking blog posts. The biggest change I think is that Google's now looking at your site as a whole. So if you've had certain posts before or certain pages not have good links or the content isn't viewed as helpful, it's gonna affect the entirety of your site. And the reason I know this stuff is because obviously travel blogger first, I am very much aware of all the stuff that's going on for Google. Yeah, so go check that out and see how you can show off your social presence on your website. Finally, last but not least, you all probably know what I'm gonna say about social media. I'm gonna play a little fill in the blank game with you. Are you ready? Social media helps you grow your email list. If you're using social media in the right way, and I don't just mean having membership questions set up in a Facebook group, yes, that's a great start. If you are using social media overall strategically, you will grow your email list over time. And we've all heard the stat that you get $44 for every dollar spent on email. That's definitely not for everybody. I'll tell you, I'm paying way too much for ConvertKit right now, but I keep paying it because I know that when I do launch something, it's worth it to have the list. And I know that I don't own my platform on Facebook. I don't own my platform on Instagram or YouTube, even though I do believe in the power of social media and I've seen it, I know that I need to have a presence off there as well. So let me just go through those again, like all these reasons to have social media. One, is having a way to demonstrate your products. You can do this through reels, TikTok, stories. 
Two is social proof through things like reviews, testimonials, and use cases showing that your product can be used for more than one thing. Three, by providing teaser content and product previews and even utilizing waitlist features with your content, you can get more eyes and more excitement up for products to come. And you can even test how interested people are in future bundles and product lines. Number four, by sharing and creating educational content and tutorials, you're positioning yourself as an authority in your niche and also serving your audience before they even buy from you, which always has high returns. Number five, you can provide interactive live sessions that can also act as mini webinars where you get to interact with your customers in real time, answer their questions. And if you're using tools like ManyChat, for example, you could even use that to grow your email list or get product sales right away. Number six, you can collaborate with partners, either with your peers, people who are in a similar or tangential niche, or you can collaborate with influencers in your niche so you can get more eyes on your content, more followers, more opt-ins, all that. Number seven, you can use UGC or user-generated content campaigns to show your products in action and to highlight the fact that other people are using your products. This is not just something for experts. Everybody can use it and they can get ideas so they don't have to use that mental brain power themselves. Number nine, Google wants you to create social media content. I talked about that more in a former episode. So if you go a couple episodes back, I go into this a little bit further, but know that Google wants you to have it and they are gonna rank websites and blog posts higher when they can see that social media content that's really helpful, that's engaging, is embedded. By the way, that's a great website ranking hack. If you have multiple types of media on a blog post or a page, it's more likely to rank. So embed those Instagram posts, embed those TikTok videos, embed those YouTube videos, embed podcast episodes because Google likes to see that. And then number 10, last but certainly not least, social media helps you grow your email list, which is probably the most important asset that you have in your business and probably one of the only few assets that you actually truly own in your business. So I just can't stress enough how important, how crucial it is to grow your following and your presence and your brand on social media. Social media is not just for brand awareness. It's not just so that people know that you're a legit company, although those are really important things too. Connecting with your customers, creating content that serves them, showing them that you can serve them, proving that our businesses are worth them spending their money is probably more important now than ever. And we really have to be on social media showcasing and highlighting why we are the best person to spend their money with. I hope this episode was helpful and encouraging to you. I would love to hear from you again, Brittany Verlenich on Instagram, on TikTok. You can come join my Facebook group, Social Media Magic. And is there something specific that you'd like to hear a podcast episode on, a specific platform or feature that you're wondering how to use? I'm gonna be going into a lot of episodes soon specifically about Facebook groups and list building as we go into Q1 2024. But even if you have an episode idea that doesn't quite fit into that, I wanna hear because I'm always planning for future quarters. All right, that's it, talk soon. Thank you.